This week on Erotic Awakening, Relationship Shorthand, All the People, and Ribbing. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The erotic- and, and simply fun kink. <laughs> You're right. The Erotic Awakening Podcast is grateful for the support of our patron community who receive ad-free early access to podcasts, free ebooks, exclusive chats, and a variety of other content. Thank you to all of our supporters, of which we have many. We need to do them name by name again soon. We can do that. We did that for Christmas <laughs> last year. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about relationship shorthand, and we'll actually explain what that is in just a moment, as well as a number of other things, including our return, finally, from the wonderful Gwen Bash. Oh, that was fabulous. So, had a great time there. Indeed. Matter of fact, let's just jump into that topic so I can tell you what it is. So, Dawn, you and I have been together for quite a while. Um, 20-some years. And in our power exchange relationship, sometimes we will um, say, you might say, um, sir, with all due respect, blah, 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 blah. Or I might say to you, um, I want you to be quiet and not give me feedback right now because I'm trying to figure this out on my own. So serve me by shutting the fuck up. Mm, Yeah. I've been told that before. Yep. (laughs) And uh, what we figured out is that it helps us to communicate some by using a variety of what we call relationship shorthand or. uh, um, So as an example, um, you know, it's a difference between saying I am hungry and it's approaching 6 p.m., which is often when we eat dinner. So let's go to our car and drive to a suitable establishment and fill our mouth holes. The relationship shorthand version of that is let's grab some chow. True. True. And, and, and that works. And I will have to admit that uh, this is part of we just got through really working this out as a exercise as we were working on the book uh, Hearts and Collars. Um, if you do not, if you feel like supporting us by buying a copy of Hearts and Collars, as well as supporting your own power exchange relationship, go do it. You can find it at eroticawakening.com. If you don't want to go buy it, but you still want the content, well, we're going to tell you about relationship shorthands, which is one of the chapters in that book. So indeed. And we actually use that. And I bet everybody uses that to some extent because it is you know, it does get monotonous to say, you know, let's get dressed, go to the car, find a suitable establishment, blah, 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 instead of find me a place to eat. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, and a lot of our, well, is that true? I was going to say a lot of our words have to do with our power exchange, but that's not always true. We have a shorthand word called hawk mouse, right? And we talk about that in the spiritual section of our book, but we also talk about it, I'm pretty sure, in the shorthand part of our book, because there's times that I need to organize. I need to organize. I need to put things in Ziploc bags and label them. And like your toy bag recently, mm-hmm. things were getting tangled together. So I'm like, can I mouse your toy bag? And you knew what that meant. That meant I needed to organize, right? I have little mouse energy sometimes. I need to collect things and organize things. And it's all about the little details. Whereas your energy is mostly looking at bigger picture. Your hawk, right? Mm -hmm. So you fly high above. You see the bigger picture. And that means that sometimes our communication doesn't click too well because you're doing big picture. I'm doing 
little nitpicky things. But I can say, I'm going to, I'm going to mouse your toy bag. And you know what that means. I'm getting out the box of Ziploc bags and the Sharpie, and I'm putting floggers and flogger bags and, and Wartenberg wheels and Wartenberg wheel bags and the, they shall not meet and tear <laughs> each other up. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a great example of how we use relationship shorthand in that I might come to you with an idea of, Hey, let's run a new event. That's uh, a mix of power exchange and people that um, like the band. Yes. <laughs> and I've got this grand idea for the event and you immediately start going into, well, how much are you going to charge for tickets? Where are you going to hold the logistics, it? The yeah. logistics of it. And by one of us pointing out, oh yeah, Hawk Mouse, mm-hmm. it reminds us that we're not in conflict. It's just we think of things differently. So it's a nice little shorthand way to remind us instead of a longer um, discussion about, oh, wait, I'm trying to put together this big thing and why are you... Popping all my dream bubbles. Right, exactly. So so sometimes you'll tell me, so I'm going to be hawk, don't be mouse. Mm -hmm. And that that is like shorthand for saying, let me vocalize my dream and just get it all out of my head. And then we'll look at logistics. Don't interrupt me. And and that reminds me of another one. And this is a particularly interesting one in that uh, we use the the term that we use is the quill. And the quill is serve me with silence. And I don't want, I want to tell you the story of where DeQuill comes from <laughs> because it was an accident. Um, this is a re- this is where what I'm actually saying is I appreciate your knowledge, your skill, and your contributions to the relationship, but I would rather do this on my own. Even it means even if it means we get lost or it costs more or it doesn't go as well. I gain some value in making my own mistakes and sometimes it's fun to be clueless and figure out things on the way. That is a lot to say. That is a lot to say, and not always what I hear when you say DeQuill. But go, <laughs> I, I'm, what, I'll stop being mouse. <laughs> but what I, when I so when I say DeQuill, I'm saying that very long version of just shut up and let me work it out. I know you're smart. I know you know how to do it, but I want to do it. Mm-hmm. So, and and then the story behind DeQuill because we've been using that since. Bridging the Slash, which was in Texas, Mm -hmm. and like, oh, eight, maybe, 10, 12, 2010, 2012, something like that. that. Some time ago. We've been using it. Oh, am I telling the story? You took off off with the story, so I thought you'd let let you run with it. Oh, okay. I thought you wanted to tell the story. So, anyway, since Bridging the Slash. The Quill. The Quill. The Quill. I'm saying the Quill. Oh. Yes, sir. I'll tell the story. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So at Bridging the Slash, we ran into a a power exchange couple, Dave and his girl, and they said, well, we use this word to quill, and it means this. And we said, oh, my God, that's wonderful. And we've been using it since then. That's how it ended up in the book. The funny thing is we ran into them at Gwen Bash, and we found, and we told them, oh, man, we love this term you guys came up with. And they're like, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about. We don't use that. We use something similar to that. So we've been saying it wrong the whole time. So we've created a brand new word out of nowhere. We have. And people will ask us, well, where did that word come from? Oh, it came from this event that we went to. These other people use it. It's supposed to be from blah, 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 and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And, and you go to Google it. It doesn't exist, right? Well, yeah, we made up another word because we <laughs> misheard the other one, <laughs> you know, which but, is great. But that's okay. That, the shorthand 
relationship shorthand isn't intended for anybody except for the people in the relationship <laughs> to understand it. So that Dawn understands it, that's good enough. It's kind of like our word shooby-doo. Mm-hmm. There, probably no one else uses the word shooby-doo. But for us, it means an illegal U-turn. <laughs> no. Illegal U-turns are illegal. Shooby-doos are legal. That's... Uh, try telling the cop that. But uh, if, we're, that if we're driving and Dan goes, damn, I need to make a shooby-doo, I just close my eyes and hold on. <laughs> yep. Another one of the words that we've come up or relationship shorthands that we've come up with more recently is, um, so the, the, the scenario is you and I have decided we're going to go out to eat mm-hmm. and we say, Oh, do you want to go here? Or do you want to go here? Just like every other couple in the world. Um, sometimes we'll do it differently, but because Dawn, you have a variety of not only, uh, eating, uh, dietary limitations, restrictions, but also some limitations because you're trying to eat in a certain manner. Right. Right. I might say, I want to go to, um, uh, Chuck's pizza house and you'll be like, and you'll be say, well, like, you know, let me see if there's anything I can eat there because being, you know, I can't eat, uh, gluten flour and I'm trying to stay away from dairy or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I totally respect that. And most of the time we're going to find a place where we can both eat. Sometimes I don't want to have the conversation and I don't want to, and this is, you know, just part of the power exchange package. On occasion, I don't want to be limited by your diet. I don't mm-hmm. want to be limited by your choices. Um, so we came up with the the relationship shorthand that goes, I desire. And then I would finish whatever I'm saying. Like if I were to say, let's go, how do you feel about Indian food? I would expect you to respond by saying, well, tonight here's, you know, I'm not really digging the idea of Indian food. There's too much rice. There's too much blah, blah, blah. There's, right. right. Um, but if I wanted Indian food, Regardless, you know, instead of asking you how you feel about Indian food, I would say tonight I desire Indian food. Mm-hmm. And that is relationship shorthand for we're going to go to a restaurant that serves Indian food and I'm going to eat there. And if you can find something to eat there, great. If you cannot find something to eat there, we will stop somewhere else on the way home so you can get something to eat. But um, it can be as a leader in a power exchange relationship, it can, you know, part of your duty is to take care of your follower. But sometimes it's frustrating not to be able to do what you want to do impulsively because the other person has a limitation. And here's where you can just, as a power exchange leader, I desire um, Chuck's Pizza Hut. And you can go and... Hope I find a salad. Yeah, hope you find a salad. But I'm not going to feel guilty right? because of... You know, that fact that you're either eating a salad, because I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take you somewhere, you know, where you can get something to eat. But I'm not going to circumvent my own desires just because you've got a limitation there. And it's actually, that one is actually very valuable for our power exchange, because I actually don't like that I have limitations. And you like a lot of weird foods, which does limit what we can do sometimes, right? So when you say, I desire Indian, my head automatically flips to, well, I can't eat Indian tonight, but I have stuff in the fridge, right? So I can ask you, do you mind if I have my whatever sausage or whatever it is from the fridge before we go? And that way, if I don't find anything, I won't just be watching you eat. So, but I like that you have that ability to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So... 
and don't have to do a lot of explanation, which can put you on the defensive and blah, 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 right? So it's it's a command from my leader, and it works. Uh, one of the other ones that I've, I've really oh, I grown... Just, yeah, I just saw that one to pop like up. lately is um, I might say, hey, let's um, I'm going to work till 530. Let's have dinner at six. And you might ask me and say, oh, OK, do you want Indian or do you want pizza or do, well, this shows a lot about food so far? <laughs> uh, do you want, you know, this, this or this? Uh, so our shorthand here is I want I don't want options. I want service. And, and what that means is stop telling me all the options I told you I want something to eat in this case. You know what I like, and I trust you to make a decision on your own about what we're going to, you know, what you're going to serve me. So instead of talking, just, you know, go do it. Right. Now, the key to I don't want options, I want service. You know, if I said, make me a sandwich and I threw in this, I don't want options, Mm -hmm. then if I get a turkey sandwich or a roast beef sandwich or a salmon pate sandwich, Right. I don't have room to complain about it. Right. It's not appropriate for me to say, oh, that's not what I wanted, because if I had something specific I needed you to make me, I can't drop the I don't want options. You know, I would say make me a roast beef sandwich. Right. So and I know when you say that I don't want options, I want service that I'm not going to get punished for whatever it is I come up Mm -hmm. with. So it kind of gives me the freedom to just think, all right, what do I think he would like tonight? So what would be something special or, you know, what do I have that, but, but it's actually kind of cool. And, you know, I actually, I, I'm pretty sure it was checkers that I told over the weekend, but um, she was asking me something and I'm like, well, he may have an answer or he may say, "I, I don't want options. I want service. And at that point, just go with it. You know, don't, don't get, don't get funky about it. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. okay. So cool. So that's relationship shorthand. That is so, but no, see, I like that one too. Okay. Well, and, so, and so let's do one more. We'll do one more. And this is about, you know, half of the ones we have in the book, but go right, ahead and do this right. one. So I also like make it so, right? If, if, because I do, I do tend to ask a lot of questions. It's that logistical mouse brain of mine, right? I want to get things exactly right. And sometimes even after this long, I don't know exactly how you want something done. So today I had to go fix your bike, right? Mm-hmm. So I could have said, well, I could take it here. I could take it there. Do you want me to see if you need a new tire or should I buy this new thing or blah, blah, blah. And put all those decisions on your lap right? So if I'd have done that, your response probably would have been make it so. You Mm -hmm. don't really care how it's done. Get the bike fixed. Right, right. Right? There's no big deal on whether I take it to this place or that place. We're in a place we've never been before. We don't know the differences between the places and, you know, things like that. So you've already got a busy work day. If it's something that you don't care how it gets to the result, just that the result happens, then make it so. Yeah. And another uh, variance on make it so, and where it becomes somewhat different from I don't want options, I want service, is I might tell you I want uh, a peanut butter and banana sandwich. Mm-hmm. And in your mm-hmm. mind, you think, well, gee, yesterday you told me you wanted to cut down on bread. And we're going to eat dinner with the um, with Kevin and Katie in an hour. So it's a little bit early to be, or it's a little late to be eating a sandwich right before dinner, right? Mm-hmm. I can drop in, I want a peanut butter and banana sandwich, make it so. 
to let you know, I don't want to hear any of the great advice or, or <laughs> feedback. You know, I just want it to happen without any further conversation. Right. Again, that puts the responsibility as a leader back on me for the fact that I said I want to cut down bread and I didn't, or I'm going to ruin my appetite for dinner. Right. But if, and these are things you would let me know and things you would, you would assist me with if I gave you the opportunity. Instead, I said, you know what? I don't want, I, I don't want to, I don't care that it's not the right thing to do. Perhaps just do it, make it so. So I love these shorthand words. And, you know, like I said, for some people, they just, they, they come automatically like shooby-doo for us. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, uh, we say thingamabob a lot. <laughs> right. You know, things like that, just to, to shorten the speech. And it, it really empowers our power exchange when we use that as well. So look at your relationship. What do you use shorthand words for? Absolutely. And we'd love to hear yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dawn, you and I are going to a RV nudist camp soon. We are. So like in four days, we're going to go. There is a such thing. Now, there's different kinds of nudist camps. We're going to the 21 and over. Mm, The adult nudist camp. camp. So, uh, yeah. And we're bringing friends with us, too. We We, are two friends that we're bringing with us. And and that's what makes this a um, terrible segue, because that's probably not even on the newsletter. Not, no. But if it was, (laughs) it would be your opportunity to keep up with all of our events, book news and discounts, and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And get your EA shout out like, oh, I know I should know how to pronounce this name. This is actually a Celtic goddess name. Boudica, maybe? I got a feeling it's got a different pronunciation. I would have gone Boudisha. Boudisha could be, could be. From parts unknown. Rhoda Mm -hmm. from Ohio. Rhonda. It's Rhonda from Ohio. So yes, she used to be on the newsletter and somehow... Was not anymore. Welcome so back. I re-added her. Welcome back, Rhonda. H- head over to eroticquakening.com and subscribe to get your newsletter today. Awesome. Awesome. So, and I will have August out soon. We're recording this on August 1st and it should be out in the next couple of days. So I took July off of a lot of stuff, the Zooms, the newsletter and everything because we were parked in Columbus, Ohio. And after a year of full-time RVing, the things we kept in storage in case we didn't like the RVing weren't needed anymore. So I took the month and got mm-hmm. rid of all that, plus Test Fest, plus the Gwyn Bash, plus all the other stuff that we did. Busy little bees. Busy, busy. But this... August, we are back into play. Yep. Um, and this will probably be the last time we mentioned Gwyn Bash for a little while, just because it's... Now it's in the rearview mirror. I will point out that we got to meet a variety of fantastic podcast listeners like uh, Mac and Rachel. An unruly nerd girl and Moggy. Who we really like. Mm-hmm. And um, Checkers, who I really like. <laughs> and Ignixia, who um, we have had as a presenter for... PXS before and have spent some time with. We got to spend more time this time around. The aforementioned Dave and his girl, as well as Master Malik. Really so, neat to have an event where some you can create some of that social time and hang out with all these cool people. And it was hot there. It was so hot. Oh my God, we spent all of our time indoors. The only time that was comfortable outside was four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. when we were waiting for our ride to the airport. Yeah, I, I think... <laughs> 
we were this was in Austin, Texas. Every single day we were there, it was over 100 degrees. And you taught in your underwear. Thank good you have some classy boxer shorts. <laughs> and sat on a power exchange panel. Oh, we had so much fun. Oh, we had so much fun. We should So the panel that you sat on, you sat in your underwear. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. So leather master, master Dan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so Bell Bellum Dan and and uh, sitting there in your underwear. Yep. Everybody else is like decked out in hot, sweaty leather. And then um, we did our titty torture class. What is that even called? I call it the titty torture class. It's called breast play, nice and naughty. Yeah. So oh, that went so well. That went so well. Do you so, still have marks? So look, look, I got look at that one. So I still got some oh, bruises. Yeah, yeah. I still got that pokey spot. And um, so those are from the paddles. I think. I think those. Oh, they're gone. The rubber band ones are gone. That is pretty good for as long as far back as yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So that was what almost a week, and I've still got that big one. Yeah, that big bruise right there. So other people from the audience got the nice stuff. I got the naughty stuff, and then people <laughs> brought toys to use on me for the naughty stuff. So that that was amazing. If you wanted to see those, those are on our what Don's breasts look like after being beat up. <laughs> that is on our Discord, not safe for work channel. Awesome, awesome. So, so uh, that's about it, right? No, well, well, we do have people sending us links. And right now, it's um, Ohio Hedgehog sent me a couple of links to articles that are just really interesting, right? So one of the articles is Polish Military Museum Ask Couples to Stop Having Sex There During Visits. So my question is, Dan, how do you have sex in a museum? And and this is a problem. They're having like lots of people coming in and having sex. So much so that they went on their Facebook group and mm-hmm. said, couples, we know you're in love. Stop coming to our exhibits and having sex around them. So you're offending people and you might break things and, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm thinking of museums around here. There's no having sex around exhibits. No, I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I, don't... <laughs> I don't know how it is. So, and then the second article, which I find kind of neat, is couple filmed having public sex at famous Game of Thrones location. And this was in Croatia and someone filmed them having sex. So in the article, there's not a link to the film, but the article says that the the, the film that was taken is floating around the internet. So I'll you can probably find it. that somewhere, but people are, are, are having sex in all kinds of places. And, and I kind of wonder, so, um, um, Ohio hedgehog, why, why are you getting these links? Why, why does some, something think that you need to be seeing these links? The maybe, maybe he's all into hold the moon <laughs> fetish type stuff. Ooh, nice. Uh, we do have three fetishes. We're going to be able to get through them quickly because I don't think two out of three of them we have any interest in. Okay, I don't know what they are yet. All right. Well, which one do you want to talk about first? Um, I will pick number three. Number three is probably the only one that we might have some uh, leeway in. This is I'm gonna called go take a look. Rabophili- Rabdophilia, R-H-A-B-D-ophilia, uh-huh. a fetish for receiving physical beatings such as floggings or whippings. Oh, yeah. And and do I fantasize about that? And do I masturbate to that? And do I look that up on Pornhub or FetLife? Yes. 
yes, that I will have is to look, a fetish. I will have to look for the one that says for for giving those things. And yeah. then, yes, that would be a fetish for, for receiving. Me. And but you know the funny thing about that is that I'm. It's not. Oh, is it the fetish for the beatings and the whippings though? I love the floggings and the whippings and the spankings and the, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. But it's only fun when there's power exchange involved. It's not just about the beating and stuff. It's when I can feel someone liking being in control <laughs> and being in control at the moment over me. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, you probably just knocked yourself out of the fetish for that one. Damn. But I do think about it. I do masturbate to it. Good enough for us. Good I do have bruises on my boobies that were nice. True. True. <laughs> I'll take number two. Okay. So you have number two. Retifism. The fetish for shoes and footwear, also known. Oh, I had this out on one of our um, social media thingies. Also known as alto calcophilia. Nope. Do you have a fetish for shoes and footwear? Nah, don't care. No, I know that's a big thing, though. Oh, absolutely. Right? That's a big thing. Um, Shoes, footwear, uh, nylons, stockings, all kinds of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's about the object itself. Sometimes it's about the smell. Sometimes it's about the being um, objectified and, you know, things like that. So Uh, All that is true. All kinds of stuff like that. Nothing that does anything for my little penis. Me neither. I like my new vans, my new shoes vans, but, yeah, but I don't masturbate to them. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I like them because of the color. And then, Don, this last one is one I will admit to never hearing of, of before, revving. It is a kink for watching someone rev an engine. Uh, it is especially if that person revving an engine is known is wearing heels. And then there's a couple other things, but there are indeed plenty of videos on... Um, Porn sites that have women in bare feet or heels pushing a gas pedal. Wow, revving! See, if I if I heard the word revving, that is not what I would have thought of as the fetish. Rimming comes later. No, no, not rimming. Revving, revving, revving. For some reason, either makes me think of motorboating boobs mm-hmm. or edging. Mm-hmm. Revving someone revving up and up. then yeah. bringing down and yeah. revving up and bringing down. No, I didn't know it was actually a thing with like a gas pedal. Huh. Maybe next time mm. we do one of these fetish lists, uh, we'll have to, the next time we masturbate, you, say, you will pull one out and say, okay, I'm going to masturbate to revving. How'd that go for you? No. That would be tricky. Yeah, so because I would end up picturing her tied to the, tied to the seat and steering wheel and <laughs> being... Demanded to rev the engine and <laughs> spin it for yourself. Uh, anything on tentacles this time? Uh, tentacles, a pirate. Oh, no, that one's you, yours. Oh, well, they sent both. So, a tentacle monster in the bathtub. So, and, that was cool. And Girl Scout cookies on boobs. Which Woohoo! Much better. You got food on boobs. I did. Nice. So we have not been putting a lot of stuff out on Instagram over the last month because, like I said, I took a took a break from the Zooms and the social media and stuff like that. But we will get started again. So you can find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day as at Erotic Awakening. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. 
contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us as Dane and Dawn at the Twitter or FetLife. We are Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Or just use the links from the Erotic Awakening website, Facebook, and Discord. Or just email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan.